uh you want to just hop right into into this next episode i'm down we'll just, i'm down yeah part two i mean if we're gonna mix it all together it's better if we don't cut it or we just cut it in the thing yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so you want you want to do the intro or should i do that you can do it this time i'm good Paid artists, unpaid interns. You're listening to Art Pros Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everyone? It's the Art Pros. It's Gage B and I am Renz B. And we're here today with some of that fucking sweet, smooth content that you guys are used to. A little bit of banter. We just released another episode about point of view from our most recent art hack series that we're going to start trying where we <laughs> do a little more directed art content. But, you know, Renz and I just don't know how to stop. So we're coming out with this episode to one that's a little bit more loosey-goosey, one that's got a little bit of the art world hate that you guys come to hear us spew on and on, and it's just going to be a little bit more bite-sized. So I think we're going to try and tackle some art news today. Oh, yeah. We're going to do more than try. Failure is not an option. It's never been an option. So what do we got? What do we got? I'm literally logging into the internet and (laughs) logging in and looking up art news on Google. That's important. That's important because this news, I think it should be accessible. I think people should be able to understand it. I think if I log in here, there should be something for me to find interesting. So I'm clicking it. Here's the first hit. Literally is artnews.com. Makes sense, right? And the first article I see is called Andy Warhol is Art History's Greatest Myth Maker. Biographer Blake Gopnik reveals his true persona. Blake Gopnik's 900 plus page book offers an in-depth look at the artist. Already, I don't give a shit. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's not for me. Imagine sitting here and being like, oh, yeah, I need to learn about art history. Hmm, Who's someone I don't know enough about that? that, Who's that guy that does the Campbell's soup cans? Uh, Fuck, man. Who's Adam Sandler? Oh, yeah. Is Andy Warhol the Adam Sandler of the art world? Ooh-wee. I don't know, man. That's that's a uh, that's a big honor for Andy to have. Yeah, that would be a pretty big I mean, deal. I mean, no, he's no big face, daddy. Let's face it, man. Adam Sandler is an auteur. He is an auteur. Is that another French word? It's another French word. Okay, what does that mean? It means he's good at making movies. It means he has good taste in film. Uh, okay. It means it means he uses the word photography instead of cinematography. I fucking like that, man. That's a cool guy. So what's, what's up with Andy Warhol? What's up with this fucking... We, I guess this is news. Someone made a 900-page book on Andy Warhol. Um, I've never heard of the guy before, so maybe I'll have to pick it up and find out about 900 fucking pages. Well, let me tell you, cut and dry right now, that I scrolled right past it. Oh, okay. It's not the first okay. thing I want to see, man. Maybe I'll look at it later, but... When I just pop in the art news, that's not really interesting to me. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not in the fine art world. I'm not, might, I might not be the target audience of art news. But this is still important to me because I got to see what these guys are talking. They're representing what I am a part of. You know, 
Yeah, it's so weird how like art is about monumental cultural achievements and like uh, how it's about really reflecting the nature of the world today and and at the top of art news magazine. The first thing they want to talk about is a guy who died 30 years ago. A 900 page book on a guy who died practically 30 fucking years ago. Um, who everyone knows about. There's posters of him in your kindergarten classroom. Yeah. I guess that's and, fucking news, right? Hey, man. That's, I guess, uh, <laughs> look, that's olds. That's olds to me. That's not news right now. I mean, it's nice. Someone made a 900 page book. I don't think that should be a, a front page topic. I, I see a topic that I'm a little more interested in. It's modern. It's it's something that I haven't seen integrated into the fabrics of society. And it says art news in brief, colon. Getty releases art generator for Animal Crossing game and more. Um, so, oh, and more from April 17. I guess they're going to be talking about more stuff. But what, what I'm really interested in here. No, it's not called. It's not Getty Images that's releasing. This is the Getty Art Museum in Los Angeles. They are fully uh, embracing video games and they want they want people the people that are playing animal crossing right now that are enjoying their island lives getting away from this terrible circumstance well you know they're 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 trying to bring the art to those people that's great they can't visit their museum but they know that they're going to be playing animal crossing and why not see a little pixelated version of a marie cassatt painting why not (laughs) for people who don't know what animal crossing is it is the newest, hottest game for true diehard gamers out there. You are a small person. You're human on a on it on your own island, and the whole game it it goes in real time. You know, you have to wait a day to do shit. You have to wait for your crops to come in, and you're just a farmer. You're a farmer and a builder. You have to harvest resources, and you just it's very chill, very relaxing. You can fish and catch tarantulas. There's no apocalyptic scenario there that I can see. And the Getty has decided to bring the apocalypse to Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, kind. I guess so. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's cute. It's a cute game. It's fun. It's it's a little slice of society as we remembered it, and people love it. It's all the rage. So sorry. If you didn't know what Animal Crossing was, excuse me, we're going to have to wake you up from your nap from under the boulder you're living in. Um, because you it get is, to de- design your own everywhere. house. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Over. It's and the new Sims. We would, Yeah, we would like everybody to know about it, if you don't already. Because it's no. so cute. It's so wholesome. Animal Crossing. It makes you feel better just to look at it. You can... Grow your own crops. You you develop your own little community, and you're this cute, big-headed little freak with just circles for hands. <laughs> and uh, leave it up to the fine art world to decide that they need to impose themselves onto this paradise, this fucking cancerous. I actually don't know that much about the Getty Museum. They're probably really cool and nice, but dude, I've been there. It's amazing. Is it I've really? Been there three times, I think. Yeah, is it as dude. cool as Animal Crossing? No. Not nearly. I mean, it's impressive and all. Like, yeah, I get it. You drive up and you have to take a tram all the way up a mountain to get to the top of the mountain and see their big grandiose museum with, made with gigantic stones. Yeah, I get it. Your architecture is sweet and it overlooks all of Los Angeles and you can see the smog 
clearly. I get it. That's that's really cool and all. <laughs> but if ain't no Animal Crossing, I can't I can't bust out a net and catch that the the mosquitoes. I can't start plucking those the the beautiful cacti in their cacti garden that is just uh, sensational. I'm gonna yeah. What do you think the significance of of this museum digitizing some of their collection and putting it into this video game that everyone's playing right now to escape quarantine? Uh, what do you think the significance of that is? I think the significance of that comes down to what we had uh, a, an earlier episode where, well, actually, we had multiple episodes when we were just up in arms about why the museums and why why the art world is disrespecting video games as an art form. We were, we were, we we're very angry about it. I remember that. But this is a step in the right direction. You know, we brought up examples in that episode about how museums were actually... Some museums were holding video games in their collection as art, which is validating for the, the gaming community and for, for game developers who deserve a little bit of respect. Some of them are artists. Not all of them. Call of Duty, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that right now. We're trying to talk about how the museums are stepping up, how the museums are, are showing some recognition. And maybe, I don't know if whether or not they think Animal Crossing is art, but I do know that they acknowledge it and that they want to share their collection to gamers. They think that gamers are looking at art. They think artists are gaming. Artists are definitely gaming. I mean, video games, as we've said before, probably the future of art, probably going to be the type of the, the best way to control someone's point of view. Uh, yeah. Definitely a great way to deliver content, 50 hours of content, 100 hours of content where you could be anything you want to be or you could have the viewer become whatever they want. Uh, a lot of museums right now are scrambling to get digital archives on, up or to have like virtual tours of their, of their shows or at the very least a video tour with, with a, a curator voiceover so that they can really have people choose them as their form of escapism. But I don't think that any of that is going to compete with Animal Crossing. Gage, you work for a museum, don't you? I do. I do. You think you could convince them to um, bring art to Fortnite? Dude, if I could convince them to bring art to Fortnite, I could convince them of anything. <laughs> I, my our our marketing manager has so little faith in in the in the opinions of some lowly dumbass uh you know 25 year old who has no clear concept of social media um no i don't think i could convince them to bring art to fortnite although i think it'd be very <laughs> smart of them to do so that's so funny yeah no, it's um, no shade to our our marketing manager. I just like every time I I make even the smallest suggestion, it's always a reason why it's a bad idea. Yeah, but and Gage, you're 25 years old. What do you know about social media? Dude, nothing. I mean, no one looks at Instagram stories. Everyone's uh not doing that, I guess. Um I mean, what do I know? Yeah, what do you but, know, man? You don't you don't know you, you're 25. You don't use social media, do you? Like, no, and I'm definitely not familiar with how successful influencers use, use their content. I mean, the museum I work for has so much great content. We could be shitting out something every hour that's just a picture from the past 25 years. Um, but I guess we, we should wait five days between posts and 
uh, not put up videos because they need to be, you know, perfect quality. Like we need to have uh, cinema quality videos and all that. But you know, whatever. It's it's not up to me. No, nah, man. They're they're basically uh they're basically telling you to stay in your lane and um uh go get some happy meals or something. You know. I mean, they probably meals. should. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I do know that. <laughs> Microsoft deleted Marina Abramovich's advertisement after the right wing cries out over alleged Satanism. Uh oh. Oh, it's a most read story. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Marina Abramovich and her relationship to Satanism? I am not, but I do know that Marina Abramovich is a very famous performance artist. Most famous for climbing ladders of knives in front of audiences and for letting people if you listen to one of our older episodes we talked about how shia labeouf did a version of this but she she sat at a table and let people do whatever they wanted to her and she was blindfolded and that's a piece that she's very famous for um include some of the instruments on the table included a gun and cigarette like flowers like weird shit um like a loaded gun so a lot of the right wing seems to believe that a Marina Abramovich is related to Satanism or is possibly a witch. I'm staging this kind of fears in the front of audience. I'm using your energy. And with this energy, I can go and push my body. And I've actually been familiar with this rumor. Um, <laughs> a lot of it has to do with like her work and her like she so she'll host like these dinners where she does uh, quote unquote spirit cooking which is also the name of one of her popular works where she did paintings from pig's blood mm -hmm. uh, but the the intention is that like the illuminati or the idea the conspiracy that the right wing has is that the Illum the she's part of the illuminati right and that they cook human flesh at these these dinners for the rich and they talk about how to traffic children for their satanistic pedophile rings and that she's a part of it the human being right now needs a change because of her like weird witchy rituals that she does as you know her brand for example making paintings out of pig blood or uh how a lot of her symbolism can also be tied to like pagan rituals but you know that's not really what her work is necessarily about but apparently the right wing is so powerful so strong that they were able to use their their internet protesting skills to convince Microsoft not to advertise Marina's work. You know what, man? What you just said was a little bit too big brain for me to get. But I'm nodding my head and trying to pretend that I understand. I'm just kidding. I get it. I get it. But what, what I just realized right now while, while browsing art news is that one, I can't really relate to a lot of news that is being told. I'm 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 not really entrenched in the fine art world. It's not the only art world you can exist in if you decide to be an artist. So, I'm just I'm just browsing around. I kind of feel like I'm getting a little taste of that privileged pie. Like, ooh, <laughs> you know, these are what all the cool people are talking about in the fine art world that I, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to understand. You know what I'm saying? Maybe well, I'm just what's a little salty, but. Is mm -hmm. if if you look up like art news, it's definitely not news for artists. It's definitely news for collectors, right? Yeah, like it's all exactly. about people whose work is super expensive. People who have enough money to buy a nine hundred page book. Uh, 
I had to buy a Kindle because I can't even afford paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is I, I agree. This is definitely for them. Look, I, I, I've just found an article from March 31st. It's called Are Art Museums Racist? Question mark by Maurice Berger. <laughs> Interesting. It's really long. I'm not going to read it at all. But the title I like I like headlines. I think headlines are almost as interesting as the articles themselves. Well, I'm definitely a, a headline person. I just like to get riled up over art headlines. I found this one that really makes me happy. It's from Reuters. It Ooh. says, Mime artist breaks silence to give coronavirus health tips in Cairo. And that's the type of fucking art news that I'm interested in seeing. Something that's inspiring to artists to say, hey, like even if you have these deeply held beliefs, this deeply held brand that's attached to to your identity that's attached to your entire practice when it comes to making the world a safer or better place that is where your role is as an artist and as a person that's the type of information that i think is more relevant now than andy warhol a book on fucking andy warhol 900 pages deep when we're heading into another great depression unemployment's at 20 fucking percent and people don't give a fuck about andy warhol (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Oh, man. You know what I really like to look at is Associated Press News for Lifestyle. I don't know. I, I feel like they have an art section. Maybe not. But um, I just like looking at regular well, regular news, like general news, and seeing what, what they're talking about, what, what, what these journalists are, are looking at in terms of art, because they're writing it for people interested in all sorts of stuff, not just collecting and buying art. I'm not saying art news is a horrible place for news on art. It's just a place that has a specific uh, topic. It's for a specific viewer. It's not. It's not necessarily for everybody to 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 relate to. I don't think they've got a an intended point of view to carry. Yeah. So you got art news. You got art forum. You got that website called Boom with like 19 O's. There's a whole lot of resources out there if you want to look up art news. I particularly like looking at Associated Press, mostly because of the oddities section. The oddities section, a lot of it is about people from Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it really is. I've seen a lot. Um, uh, But it's it's just nice to see silly things in the news because most of it is stuff that scares you or most of it is stuff that's real that's going on here's one man accused of pointing gun at a waving easter bunny in ohio that's just well, he fucking deserved it yeah um um officials find an alligator while responding to robbery <laughs> <laughs> this is funny see boat does Was that in florida after too? hitting wave do- throws man overboard Yes, anyway. this is the news I'm here for. Yeah, this is this is this is the good the good stuff. I'll you know, takes a little bit more effort to to find these different articles, but hey, I'm not trying to read about Andy Warhol all the time. Not right, you know. I, I don't want to get force fed that stuff. I'm an artist too. So for for some uh, for some more art related news. This kind of just comes from from existing in in the art world. Many artists these days have been streaming their studios, live streaming their studios. I know tons of people are doing it. People are doing it on Twitch. 
specifically one that I found on Reuters, Ukrainian artists live stream from their studios during lockdown. And that's a pretty common trope right now is the the live stream of the studio. You know, you want to watch me paint some nipples? Why don't you watch my live stream? I'm going live on Instagram today. <laughs> or another thing. So artists really are make, trying to make this scramble to put out digital content to remind people, hey, hey, don't forget about me. So Lady Gaga this weekend streamed a star-studded special. The Berlin Philharmonic has a digital concert hall. You know, that, that Lady Gaga special, One World Together at Home, is reminding me of a lot of smaller, you know, EDM. People are having EDM concerts where they're just all setting up in Zoom and then having a DJ DJ it up for everyone to to party alone. I know that there's a, a project that Bailey's working with. I think it's called uh, Stay at Home or something. Pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. It's such a abrupt adjustment that everyone has to make too, to, 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 to get... Like, how do we connect while also having to stay at home? And this is just, to me, another example of why nerds are always ahead of the game. They've been streaming since, like, 2012 or some shit like that. These these people have been streaming. This community has been using Twitch. They've been playing video. They've been self-quarantining, if you want to look at it like that. And we're just here. We're knocking on their door. We're like, help. What do we do? <laughs> How did you guys make money from being at home? You know what I mean, man? Yeah. I mean, they've been doing it. Now everyone's like doing streaming too. I think I think there needs to be some respect shown to that community because they're they they've got it down to a science. Everyone from John Legend to Bitch Pudding is doing online concerts right now. And if you're not familiar with Bitch Pudding, Bitch Pudding put out the digital drag show on March 20th where your favorite drag artists, Alaska Thunderfuck and Juno Birch, along with local queens, threw together an online drag where they really got dressed and they they put on their best shows. So it, it looks like everyone's making that scramble. I'm really curious to know if any artists are going to fall to the wayside or if everyone's just scrambling to get that fucking coronavirus quarantine content out. Gotta get it out. Gotta make sure everyone remembers me and follows me on Instagram forever. I'm here. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. But I do think that I understand streaming a lot more now that I, like, have to stay at home. Um, like why people uh, like it? Yeah, it's a, it, there's an appeal to it, you know. You get to you get to still communicate with people in a much different way, though. Now that we don't have a choice of going out and hanging out in public, it, it, I, I think it's nice to know that at least people are starting to get introduced to it and understand it more from rather than just looking at it from the outside looking in and, and getting a few tidbits of information at something that most people probably either a had no idea about or just ignored like twitch makes has it's a big market and now i think it's just getting bigger and i know everyone's talking about zoom also zoom's raking in all the 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 cash all the subscription fees the and it's not cheap to get the pro version of zoom so 
all these online resources i think are due for an evolution not that its current form is like not optimal or anything like that because twitch is great if you want to share what you're doing zoom is great if you want to share what you're doing with a bunch of people at the same time um we're using discord right now which is an amazing platform and 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 we're happy to say that we introduced it to to our friends and that that they are understanding it more as well as as something that really can be used for not only productivity but but for making content with other people as well there you know you could use these platforms to hold meetings and 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 right now i think that's as much as we can do is we 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 kind of have to rely on the internet now yeah i think my favorite part about the the internet being our new social platform for the time being is that it takes out my least favorite part of going out which is picking out an outfit and like doing my hair you know i can just throw on some pjs and chill and watch a lizzo concert and you know (laughs) if i get bored halfway through eat some macaroni and no one's gonna think i'm weird for pulling out macaroni at the at the venue you know (laughs) but i always i always stay strapped to the macaroni don't get it twisted yeah, I've seen Gage bust out a Ziploc bag filled with Easy Mac. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the only way to live if you're a true artist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it. I get it, Gage. All you got to do is bust out some scissors and cut out the corner of your Ziploc bag, and you can you can squeeze it in like a like an icing, icing maker thingy. Yeah, like or, an icing bag. Like an Definitely. icing bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. It's accessible. It's quick, and it stays no. warm if you keep it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah and that's that's the top priority is keep it at least 98.6 degrees fahrenheit or higher if you've got the added bonus of coronavirus yeah it's a perfect form for a snack and it's delicious now what's been interesting to me is seeing all the artists who are uh you know selling art online and all the museums and galleries that have putting up like a digital sales platform to just try and recuperate any sort of financial compensation they can Mm-hmm. but you know thankfully they did all that uh after they laid off their employees you know their art handlers so that they don't have to use any of that income to pay them i wonder like i wish i could find really quickly some numbers on the industries and websites that have experienced a massive jump in usage since this has all happened and mostly i thought of that because i'm on deviant art right now and i'm like i wonder how many people are using deviant art now you know i i i'm it's clear to me i don't think it's any um point of contention to say that twitch is probably like super popping that's obvious but what else you know i'm sure that there's a weird website that like I don't know, like HomeDepot.com might not be one, but something random like that. Well, like, probably OnlyFans. Well, Home Depot is still open. I guess it's I guess it's necessary if your sink breaks or something. That's definitely yeah, an important um, store. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of protests in Annapolis um, on Friday. Oh, really? Yesterday? Yeah, I, I you, saw I saw that? that a little bit. No, I didn't look into it, but I saw something about it in my feed. So so a lot of business owners and people who think that this pandemic is a hoax have been protesting outside of uh, Larry Hogan's 
place in Annapolis, Larry Hogan being the governor of Maryland, decided pretty early on relative to the rest of the U.S. to kind of shut down to prevent spread of the coronavirus, and they're calling it a pandemic. And, and it's not very clear what their desire is. I mean, I understand if they're small business owners, the desire to to open back up, but it is really interesting. A lot of them think that it's it's a hoax mm. and that and they're they're comparing Larry Hogan to Hitler. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. You, you know, some people think that we should use police intervention to stop these people from protesting. Um, and while I don't want large gatherings of people, I do believe that there's no reason that we should let martial law stop us from being able to protest what what we think is a tyrannical government. So it might be right now they think it's a pandemic, but what happens when they start segregating or something crazy and because everyone's already okay with stopping large groupings of people, no one bats an eye when you start to stop protests that are actually valuable and valid. Mm, that's a messy one to me, really. Me too, man. It's hard. Like, I mean, first of all, I don't, I hesitate to not take what's going on now seriously. And that's to me a little bit of what that might be. Sure, it's like a way to protect the community from something that negative that can potentially happen. That's always a risk. But how do you find the middle ground in that situation? It was, I think it's a lot more important to, I guess, make a better decision instead of getting mad. I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough about it, but it just seems a little aggressive to me to 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 do something like that. It's just a bit it's just such a big claim to make, you know? That's a serious yeah, well, that's a serious claim to make. Well, they just want they want commerce to open back up. Um yeah. But if you're if your people that are supposed to buy things all die, then what's the point of having an open That's why it's an open economy? Yeah. But at the same time, if it's six months down the road and our numbers are at two thousand people have coronavirus and we're and they decide that it's time to shut down again. Um and it just so happens that, that coincides with, I don't know, maybe like a, a civil rights protest or something. Now you have most Americans already predisposed to being like, well, fuck them. Like, why are they gathering? That's so dangerous. Right. And we've already set the precedent that it's okay to shut that down. Now, I don't, I don't think that they shouldn't shut it. I think that they should shut it down, but there needs to be repercussions for, for those protests. For example, um, someone I was talking to had the idea that if you participate in that, especially during a shutdown, you, you kind of forfeit your priority if you were to catch the virus your your medical priority because we have a limited Whoa. number of ventilators and a hospital you know thought that it was a hoax and then you got sick from protesting it and it turns out it's not a hoax why are we gonna help you first when someone who was trying to do their best not to get sick still got sick also because hmm. you can't just arrest these people that's that's outrageous. Such a waste of money and energy, and uh, a stomping on their civil rights. But then also, like I get, I get wanting to 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 fix and spur the economy is really important. But how are you? Like what what what's happening right now is that we're 
there's basically the difficult balance of yes we need to make money as a state but also we need to be safe and how do we do that does that necessarily mean that it's an oppressive force or does that mean we just need to think of a different idea to address these issues simultaneously well here's my opinion is that like i imagine a lot of those people are like small to medium business owners yeah Um, because if you're like a low wage employee like the the coronavirus uh the the care act or whatever it's called cares act kind of has made money available for you and if you're like a small business you can get small business loans but really if they wanted to stop these people to being about like stop how upset they are we probably wouldn't have made a huge portion of our six trillion dollar uh stimulus package go to a a handful of corporate interests we probably would have given that money to small businesses and basically told corporate interests to themselves and given them the and that's the that's another thing i'm trying to talk about about this balancing act like okay so it's very clear that it's out of people's hands where this money goes because it starts pretty much from the top down right so yeah we can complain we could do that but then what about what about coming up with a new idea i think it's almost required because this is a new situation to us why would we keep trying to you know hammer home these 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 things that we're concerned about but but then at the end of the day i i'm not really hearing as many thoughts and ideas about how to adapt readapt to this current climate and it's not going to be forever the idea was oh let's make more money and give more money to people okay that's fine but that's one um we'll see how well that works out but where are the rest of the ideas you know there's some you know the small business loan things another idea there's there's criticism to be made with that um i know that there's a lot of people that are, are are feeling more connected to their communities because their communities, unfortunately, have to step up and support each other. Well, not necessarily unfortunately. I think that it's 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 an amazing thing to to see people rise up in the face of this type of difficulty. And the the real unknown of it is what makes it really scary. And it it, it it's a stressful experience to just not know whether or not this idea is going to be good whether you know what, what what do you do i think i think the the act of of getting together and supporting each other in your neighborhood or something like that or people that that you you have close connection to is a good way to start but i think there just needs to be something new something different or 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 an an idea that needs to come back i don't know i have no i have no idea man what if we stopped all corporate profit so we only let them make enough to continue to run as they're shut down and then any profit that is made is distributed amongst businesses that can't afford to stay open during the shutdown because they don't have consumer base or better yet distributed equally amongst uh the american people well i don't know I don't We're know not how realistic stopping. that will be. Well, it's like it's it's not realistic. Happen. Um, it's but I don't think it's not realistic because we can't do it. I think it's not realistic because just those interests are so much more powerful than the interest of keeping people alive and sane and keeping, you know, smaller businesses running. 
Yeah, that's like a lifetime project there. That takes a whole lifetime to probably push through because it's a big shift. And, you know. Well, if we had Big Daddy Trump just, you know, enforce it. What are you going to do? Kidding. Knock on his door and entice him with a steak with ketchup on it? Yeah, I mean, that's, isn't that all it would take? Or or a Big Mac? We're like, hey, we took off the, the special sauce. We put ketchup on it just like you like, you fucking heathen. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think the best ideas are the most local ones right now. I think so, too. To start. That's, I mean, having worked in an art nonprofit organization, it's business as usual. This is nothing I'm surprised at. This is what, no. this is how it goes down. This Definitely is, not. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is how it goes down. That's, I don't know. I never really felt like, it's nice. I mean, it's nice to get that little stimulus check, that little check, 1200 bucks, but that's nothing, dude. That's one little thing. It's it's nice for a little bit. I saw this video on the YouTube. This evangelist was <laughs> he was doing a <laughs> uh, uh, stimulus challenge, but the challenge was to donate to his like group. Hashtag pastor spell stimulus challenge. <laughs> uh, he's like I'm stimulus challenge. <laughs> donate to church. Hot yeah, new TikTok true. dance includes opening your wallet. If you don't have a church, give through my website. That's and his challenge, heart. is to, to donate to him. And he was like, yeah, my wife donated to the church. My son donated to the church. But it's like, dude, it's your own church. You're yeah, not. Want... <laughs> <laughs> new that Art Pros challenge. Give that's, us money. That's like not a good way to to, to help your community at all just by taking away the only money that they have dude i think we should do a patreon challenge <laughs> <laughs> i challenge everyone to hit the nay nay and then give us a hundred dollars is that <laughs> is that does that sound fun and viral to you fellow fellow kid hey you know what i think people are gonna have to wait till the next episode gage because we're i think we've hit the half hour mark oh we shit close. really yeah we're getting really? into it Damn. Well, here's here's uh I want to I want to end that you you were you're totally right. Like working in a, in a nonprofit art institution, you kind of see it's just business as usual. I mean, it's a super it's a super destructive world event and it's really I don't know. The more I think about it and talk about it, it makes me bummed out. I don't like I don't it's important to talk about, but I you know I wish I could help more than just sitting here discussing it sometimes. Well, I definitely think that the aliens are next, right? So we had plague, we have war. So uh, in this apocalyptic world, all that we need next is is intruders. What if we are the aliens? Bum, bum, bum. All right, you're closing. We're going to get too deep. To Alex Jones level, <laughs> to to massive brain Joe Rogan. Joe, Joe, Joe. All right. I think uh, I think that's all I got left, man. That's all I got left in the tank. I think we'll be able to cut cut our time down. Our time? That's fine. I think I yeah. think thirty range is is good. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if you if you liked what you listened to. Check us out on Instagram at paid.artists or better yet, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash artprospodcast. Or you could check out our website, artprospodcast.com. 
Yes, or you can check out our OnlyFans. Just kidding. We don't have one of those yet. So, not yeah. yet. We're on all the streaming platforms. Check us out on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, I mean. Anyways, Stitcher. Stitcher. Luminary. Damn, we're fucking knee deep in this I shit. Heart Radio. You've heard of that? The same yeah. the same the same station that Breakfast Club is in. <laughs> yeah, that one. All right, we love you guys. Peace.
get, 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 get,